0: that I, well, I I do know, but, like, I, since I finished Elden Ring, now I started New Game Plus, and I'm like, okay, this is the run where I'm not going to use any summons, I'm just going to solo everything, because it got really unsatisfying for me, for a lot of it, to just use Mimic Tier throughout, and I'm just like, okay, now I'm going through New Game Plus, and I'm like, I have a boss checklist open, um... I'm kind of doing what I think you mentioned you did, where you you went through a single area and took care of everything there before moving on. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing that. So I took care of, like, 12 bosses in Limgrave last night in, like, an hour. Um, and I don't know. It is very funny going into that area in New Game Plus and just steamrolling everything. <laughs> Market especially... Uh, very funny to go to market and be like, "Hey, bud. Oh, where's your health? Where'd that go? <laughs> That's a shame." I'm probably gonna come back as a lower level just to deal with these earlier things and you know feel satisfied
1: with it. But
0: you know we're getting there. We're getting there.
1: Do you know what the uh, the current any percent run is at for this isn't game? It, isn't it under seven minutes now? Yeah, it's under seven minutes. They don't have to fight a single boss. <laughs>
0: God. I know it's like hardware specific, but that shit is
1: wild. Yeah, and then they still have the like, they they basically split it into any percent unrestricted and any percent. So any percent unrestricted is like, that's the that's the six minute run or six minute forty five, and then you've got any percent, which is like, no, you like you have to be capping your screen your FPS at like this much, so that everyone has a chance to actually run this fucking category. (laughs)
0: yeah which fair i don't know it, it's very cool um terrifying to watch uh but very very cool um i i feel like I can watch them unrestricted because i was watching uh distortions runs but i was always like stopping before the end because I'm like i i don't wanna know i don't wanna see anything but uh now that I've beaten the game i i'm i am safe
1: mm-hmm See so what you should what you should do with your uh, to get the challenge back is just do a butt slam run. Oh my god!
0: It wasn't that it wasn't challenging; it was just challenging in the ways I didn't want. Um, which is fine. Like I still had a good time, but like it's a very different experience going toe to toe with a boss rather than. Having somebody else go toe to toe with the boss while you try and get your hits in without getting hit yourself. Mm-hmm. Um. So, we'll we'll see how that goes when I get all the way back to fucking millennia. But uh, that'll that'll be a time. Have you heard of the legend of Let Me Solo
1: Her? Yes, I've I've heard the legend of Let Me Solo. Her. Have you seen the figure that was printed of Let Me Solo Her? Yes, I have. It's incredible. Uh, for the listeners who have no idea what we're talking about, uh, the se- the secret super boss of Elden Ring, there is a person whose character name is Let Me Solo Her, who hangs around that area so that if you're having trouble with the boss and you're looking for player summons, that's the guy who's going to show up. And yeah, he just runs in and solos the boss for you.
0: Yeah, and it, it it's like, he I watched a video of him doing it. And it is straight up like 10 minutes of him like perfectly dodging like every single attack uh, and knowing the exact opportunity at which he needs to strike. And it's just you sit on the sidelines. He he said in an interview, he doesn't mind if you come to help, but like even if you don't, he will just stand uh, like he will run around and do everything he needs to do and he will fuck the boss up. He will make it look like a joke. (laughs) It is like watching like two gods fight, and one of them is clearly the victor. <laughs> it, is, it is excellent, and it is everything I think Soulsborne games should be about. It's perfect. <laughs> uh, I, I love shit like that, and I think it's incredible to see communities come together in ways like that where somebody's like yeah no I know a lot of people are struggling with this boss so I'm going to get really fucking good at it and make sure nobody has to deal with it if they don't want to but uh yeah we we have entered finale season uh by which I mean the season finale of this 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 season of bleach um these these do not feel like finale episodes
1: just because they're not really, because this is long-form anime, but, yeah, uh... Yeah, this is just infinite- this is just infinite core anime, so it's like, these aren't really season finales, they're just- this is what the DVD box set ends on.
0: Yes, yes, and, you know, that's cool, that's chill at all, it's just very funny to be like, alright, season finale, let's go, what do you got for me? Oh, you're ending mid-fight? There, there's more to come next week? Wow, <laughs> Oh, oh, you don't say. You don't say. Uh, this is It'll
1: Wash Out, a Bleach Rewatch podcast. I'm your co-host, Lily. And I'm your co-host, Sam. And I've got a Bleach question for you. Oh? How many episodes do you think it's been, without like without looking anything up, how many episodes do you think it's been since um, the episode where Orihime tells Ichigo goodbye? And then goes to quickamundo i'm gonna say 12 you're pretty close it's 10 10 that was 10 episodes ago that was half the season ago it feels like years (laughs) it's the actual midway point of the season
0: (laughs) It, it straight up feels like years have passed like it, it feels like we've been in in the Orohime zone uh for like a millennia <laughs> but i i think a lot of that was just because of how much we were dreading that whole this whole thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> made, made it seem a lot worse than it actually is i still have my gripes with it don't get me wrong but mm. without further ado though Let's go ahead and hop right into it with episode 150, Oath, Back Here Alive Again. The gang has made it to Los Noches, and Ulquiorra is busy trying to force Orihime to stop being a character and just submit to Aizen's will. <laughs> there, There is no better way for me to describe that. Like, he's literally trying to stop her to force me. Be- like, he's trying to stop her from being a character. Alright. <laughs> Ichigo and Renji have broken through the wall, and Nell is like, Listen, the the entrance is just a three-day walk that way, we could just go there. And Ichigo's like, well, thank you for bringing us this far, but we don't have time for a three-day walk. Uh, if you come with us any further, though, you're going to be treated as traitors, so this is goodbye for now. Uh, bye. And he runs in, and Nell's like, uh, no? I'm gonna run after you, because- we were traitors from the moment Runaganga saw us all together. Maybe even earlier. Eisen will never forgive our group, and even if he
1: did, the Espada wouldn't. Yeah, I do love that Ichigo's like, N- "We're not gonna walk into front place. We're breaking in. <laughs> we are. We are breaking in."
0: <laughs> it's it's really good. I I appreciate it a lot. Um, I I do like that. Y- Ichigo is, like, so concerned with, like, not putting Nell in danger because she is just a child, but at the same time, this beat gets repeated, like, five times throughout the, these two episodes, and yeah. I, by it's... the end of that, I'm just like, okay, we get it. You you don't want to take her with, but she's coming with. I'm sorry, Ichigo, you're stuck with her. Hmm. Um. Ichigo reluctantly is, like, fine, but then a noise happens as she's running through the tunnel, and she, like, you hear Nell in the distance. Uh, Uryu says it seems like she might have fallen underground, Uh, and Ichigo, like, starts running towards the noise and runs directly into Pesce and Dondochaka. He asks them where Nell went, but Chad points out the vertical tunnel with a ladder nearby, (laughs) and Ichigo's like, ah, okay, that's where she fell. Uh, we have to go in, save Nell. Save Nell. We're good. And he just jumps down. <laughs> uh, he lands on his feet and finds her. But now Nell is like, you know, doing the classic like tsundere thing of, well, now I don't want your help. Like, oh, you you just came here to pick on me. Blah 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 blah. Um, and he goes like, listen, I'll take you with me. Stop being
1: like this. Just stop. <laughs> I actually kind of like the the Tsundere bit with Nell, because she's not just being a Tsundere. She's being a Tsundere who is bawling her eyes out. Yes! Trying to pretend. She's, like, so happy he's here, and she's trying to pretend that she doesn't need help, but she's just... She's, like, wailing. Just absolutely wailing like a child.
0: Yeah, no, I I really appreciate that they don't forget that Nell is a literal child. Um... And the, like, bawling her eyes out stuff, like, it, it makes a lot of sense, because that's just who she is. She's a kid, and Ichigo is, like, the first person that she knows of besides, you know, her brothers to, like, actually take notice and care about her. So it, it makes sense. Like, it, it it's good. Um. So n- now that she doesn't want his help and is whining about Ichigo picking on him... Ichigo says she'll take Ichigo says he'll take her with him and then the tunnel starts collapsing and the group's like oh shit and they all jump down the shaft uh most of them land like normally but then Dontachaka and Pache do the classic like comic relief bit where they fall on Ichigo and then they get out of the way but then Ichigo gets hit by rubble <laughs> it's it's pretty good I I, I liked this bit. <laughs> Chad suggests they look for stairs, and they begin to walk through the tunnel. Renji tries to use a spell to give them light, but in an effort to look cool with something he isn't good at, the Shakaho light comes out super small, and the gang just absolutely <laughs> razzes him for it.
1: It's so good. He's like, behold, Shakaho! <laughs> and Ruki is like, you bi- you." Shitty bitch, man. You didn't. You tried to show off by not using the incantation. You piece of shit. That light is beauty. It's adorable. It's nothing.
0: (laughs) I forget what Ichigo says at this point, but, like, it is so fucking funny watching Ichigo just, like, smugly put a hand on his shoulder. (laughs) Like, it's alright. We all have a little
1: trouble sometimes. (laughs) Well, Ichigo's bit is an extended, uh,. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer joke. Right, 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 right. Because <laughs> he's like, oh, don't worry about it. We'll just follow along to the glow of your red hair. In <laughs> fact, we, we, there's a song about that. It's about Rudolph and Santa-san. It's <laughs> like, goddammit, Ichigo. <laughs> Renji didn't deserve this. It, it is
0: incredibly funny. Um, uh, God. Uh, So they begin to continue their track... And Ichigo questions if this place existed before Aizen came. Nell says that Aizen made the building on the surface, but she has no idea about the lower areas. Dondachaka finds a sort of door, and Uryu's like, "...well, you see here, because the material of this door is different from the rest of this area, we can probably assume it's part of the new building." So that means we should exercise caution and wait, Ichigo, what are you doing with that sword? And (laughs) Ichigo just makes a big hole and finds stairs through the door. he's
1: like, we don't have time for caution. He's like, don't you remember my, what I told you eight episodes ago? I want them to find me. It's, it's really good. I appreciate the consistency here. (laughs) Because not only does he break through the door, but then there's just another door like 10 feet further in. So he breaks through that one too. He breaks like three or four
0: separate doors, um, and then they finally arrive at a place that looks more fancy and more like, okay, we're in Las Noches. this is where we're at. Um, They come across a crossroads of several doors, uh, and the gang just feels an immense spiritual pressure. Uh, Ichigo at this point tells Nell, okay, for real though, we need to part ways after all, because your group? is probably not going to withstand this spiritual pressure. Uh, Rukia suggests they split up, and Ichigo's like, Are you stupid? No, we have to stick together. How else are we going to deal with the Espada? Uh, Renji here, though, steps in and defends Rukia's point, and Rukia says that she did not come here for Ichigo to worry about her. Uh, I hate this scene so much.
1: (laughs) I hate this scene so
0: much. Same. 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 Uh, it's it's not good i I don't like that they're splitting up in this way i I think it doesn't make any sense i I, I think they're splitting up arbitrarily because the shonen needs them to have one-on-one fights uh, and i I think it would make a lot more sense both for their mission and their goals
1: to stick together. <laughs> See that point I actually like or I don't care about rather um because you know, shonen is as shonen will be like it's fine uh the the part that annoys me is that the way they present it is oh the only reason ichigo didn't want them to split up is because he's worried Mm. about rukia Mm. and then renji's like well the only reason that we should actually split up is because you shouldn't be worried about rukia like neither like neither of them actually bring up any reason to split up or not split up other that other than that which is weird (laughs) It is very strange, yes. Like, if Rukia had just said something like, hey, I think we should split up because if there's a trap in one of the rooms, we don't want to all get caught up in. You know, like, literally any bullshit reason. (laughs) Instead of being like, don't worry about me, I can handle myself. We should split up because of this. Even just,
0: we can cover more ground and find Orihime more quickly. Like, yes! that would have been enough.
1: That would have been enough. You're absolutely right. Like, it's just, it's literally just, put Rukia, Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about her, she's fine, god. <laughs> and they're just like, oh, alright, I guess that's it. We'll split up now.
0: Yeah, Ichigo reluctantly agrees here. Uh, And then Ranji's like, wait, we should chant this traditional gotai 13 charm that nobody's ever heard about
1: before heading out time you know, for the tri- time for the squad 13 Ooda!
0: Ooda! yeah it, it's it he says it's not something really used anymore like some groups do it but not really uh, but this is something that used to be done before big battles uh, the gang puts their hands together like a football team prepping for the big game and renji begins we're going into battle now Believe that our blades cannot be broken. Believe that our hearts will not yield. Even if we lose our way, our iron will is won. Vow that even if the earth splits, we will come back to this place alive. And then the group breaks and heads into different
1: doors. I, the really funny part to me is just, they're in the middle of a room, and <laughs> then on one side of the room there's five doors. But when they break, they break in like a perfect like five-pointed like, formation. Which means there's two of them that have to kind of, like, loop around. <laughs> yeah.
0: It, it, it's pretty good. Um, at this point, Dunjachaka and Pesce are like, okay, well, how do we get out of here? Like, what, where do we go? and Nell's like I know where to go I'm going towards Ichigo and she just fucking runs off and Dunjouchaka and Pesce just like are still not processing they're just like okay well if we go this way we can wait where is she going
2: <laughs>
0: we should probably follow her right which door did she go through <laughs> <laughs> and it, I, I love these two doofuses they, they're pretty good I, I enjoy watching these two idiots a lot they are pretty good <laughs> Um, Okiora thinks about Orohime's response to him earlier about fulfilling Aizen's wishes, noting her, like, very, very brief hesitation. Uh, and he begins to think of her as a tough woman. Uh, while he's thinking about this, another Espada, Neutra, Mr. Spoonman himself, asks him how their pet is doing. He says he knows Aizen left Olki in charge of her. And asks how far she's been disciplined, but Olkiora says he's being vulgar. Noitra says he's just curious, and Olkiora calls it a trifling matter, and says that she was under Aizen's spell before even coming to Huacomundo. Noitra asks if it was Aizen's Zompok but Olkiora's like, no, a fucking course not. He had no need. He placed her in several psychological cages when he brought her here uh he explains the process of bringing her here that we all saw uh and explains that the 12-hour reprieve was designed as such to make her believe that they had shown her sympathy by giving her the chance to say goodbye to someone she'd believe that she had done so by choice her friends weren't actually in any danger during this time not only that but by making her come to a specified place the will to run away would be lost and the fact that they only allowed her to say goodbye to one person meant she would only leave evidence to one person, crafting the alibi that she was free to do whatever she wanted, and that she betrayed them. Uh, I have very mixed feelings on this. Uh, I, I think what they are saying here makes sense. Um, I cannot tell if the show wants us to believe what Olkiora is saying is what actually happened to Orihime? Um
1: I, I I straight up cannot tell. I have a couple of thoughts, but I'll save them for the end.
0: Okay. So her friends were meant to think that she betrayed them, but that part wasn't really entirely successful. Soul Society, however, isn't involved, so that part of the plan was successful. Neutra calls this well thought out, but Olkiwar is like, eh. I mean, this is all a game to Aizen. Even if Orihime hadn't played into this, it would have been fine. Either way, though, Orihime's will has been broken. In a flashback, Orihime is led to Aizen by two lesser Arankar, and Aizen shows her the Hogyoku. He tells her it's a bit weak from so many instant awakenings, but it's definitely becoming its fully awakened self. He tells her that without it, it's impossible to transform hollows into Aronkars or create the Okan, which is like, The key that was mentioned forever ago. Uh, Aizen claims he's showing her this to show that he trusts Orihime, and explains that she has the power of phenomenon rejection, negating things that have happened and wiping out events entirely, and he needs that power. You'll use your power for me, won't you? And then we cut to Orihime sitting on the end of a couch, thinking he didn't show her the Hogyoku out of trust. Uh, which th- this bit does make me think, like, you know, I don't think Ulqiora is right in what he said. I, I think, I, I think the show wants us to
1: believe he believes that, but I, I don't think her will has been broken. <laughs> yeah, like my, imp- my impression of it is that Olkiora is just like the ultimate pickup artist guy who just completely buys into the idea that. If you do X, Y, and Z with someone, you're going to get a a specific result. So he's like, well, we did this with Orihime, and she's a woman, so obviously uh, she has zero will to uh, run away or fight back or even hate us. She doesn't even have a reason to hate us. It's fine. It's all part of Aizen's plan. Uh, Meanwhile, Orihime is, like, sitting on the couch being like, I'm gonna fuck these assholes up. Like, I have a plan. I'm gonna do a thing. (laughs)
0: Yeah, no, I I do really appreciate that while Orihime is like at, at this point she is quote less of a character than she has been. Um I I do like that there's actually stuff here where she is, you know, thinking about things. It's not just her sitting in a room like being like, "Oh, woe is me, I need help." Um she does thank Ichigo mentally. For, like, coming to save her. But she knows she has, like, a mission, like, in place. Like, she has to do something here. And it's something only she can do. Uh, She thinks to herself that she has to return the Hogyoku to the state it was in before its existence. Uh, So, after she thinks this to herself, uh, Aizen lightly chuckles on his throne... And Ichigo runs through a hallway before a figure appears and the episode ends. To be continued.
1: Yeah, like, I've... I definitely feel that the vibe here is... Aizen has tricked her into thinking that she can destroy the Hogyoku... Or... I blah, Aizen has convinced her that she can destroy the Hogyoku. And in so doing, she's going to... it Like, in her attempt to do so, is going to further his plan. That's the... That's, like, the vibe that I get from going directly from Orihime being like, fuck those guys, I'm gonna destroy the goddamn thing, to Aizen, like, sitting in his chair chuckling menacingly, um, because otherwise there's no reason to show Aizen there, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, for 100%. Um, I think this episode is pretty alright, um, like, obviously we'll get into manga and post-credits in just a sec. I- I- I, I think this episode is alright, um... I think the comic relief stuff works pretty well, and I do like hearing about uh O'Hiora and Aizen's plans, and I'm glad we've gotten to see Orihime like actually have some interiority here. Um I just it, it's mostly set up. It, it it's mostly set up is the thing.
1: Yeah, like I think I like a the, the small amount of Orihime that we have seen here I like it more than most of the Rukia stuff during the Soul Society rescue arc. Me too. Me too. One hundred percent. What was the post credits bit this time, Sam? Uh, so in Rin Encyclopedia, this time Dondochakka starts explaining his ex- his incredible eyes and his incredible innards, <coughs> and then Gin shows up and just tells him, "Hey, get the fuck off my segment. <laughs> this is my <laughs> this is my spot." This was
0: the first time that a Ronkar Encyclopedia actually got a chuckle out of me, and it wasn't because of Gin, it was just because of Dondochaka being like, here are my Dondochaka eyes!
1: And I'm like, those are your Dondochaka eyes, thank you! He's like, they can, they can see things, and my Dondochaka innards, they can digest things! <laughs> <laughs> they sure can, buddy.
0: It... it, it literally upon seeing this bit and th- this is the one I was talking about literally upon seeing this bit I messaged Sam I'm like Sam we did it we have the first good Aroncar Encyclopedia
1: <laughs> which is like right.
0: it, it, it's not perfect it's not like amazing bit we've had way better like Radio Cone Goldens or whatever uh, but like for Aroncar Encyclopedia this this is probably the funniest one we've had thus far <laughs>
1: thus far and about to be th- dethroned <laughs> <laughs> all right all right uh what was the manga th- like this time so in the manga they break the wall they start running in the tunnel and you you still get the bit where now like talking about how hey you know we're we're already like fugitives from aizen these Is- he's not going to forgive us the espada's not going to forgive us etc 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 and then it cuts directly to renji doing his like lighting the way stuff and then they walk into the room with multiple doors uh. none of this like we spend like 10 minutes running down the hallway this which is supposed to be a wall uh none of this like ventilation shaft business falling down or like going upstairs or like old buildings and no no they're just, they're in the place <laughs> they broke into the place they're in the place it's fine <laughs> Yeah, no, that makes sense. I I could definitely
0: tell watching the episode, like, that all the hallway shit was definitely filler. But, like, I was fine with it because, like, it was entertaining. It wasn't, like, boring
1: to watch. Mm, So,
2: that makes sense.
1: And then the other thing is just, um, the bit with Aizen in his chair at the end. It's the same thing, but he just looks really fucking good. (laughs) (laughs) As Aizen does. That's
0: what he's here for, to look good. Oh uh,
1: yeah, no, he does look really fucking good here. <laughs> You're right. Like, it's just incredible panel of him sitting in his chair menacingly. <laughs> it's like, damn.
0: It, it's a really good, uh, like, two pages, cause you've got Orihime here looking determined, and then, like, immediately below that in, like, a wide, but, like, smaller panel, it's just, like, panned out to Aizen in his throne looking fucking menacing and, in the shadows, and then Next page, you have a close-up on his face as he smiles, and then below that, you see Ichigo running, and the the shadowy figure, and it's just good. It's good.
1: It's good shit. Yeah, let's cut the break. Let's cut the break. right back into it with episode 151 the raging storm encounter with the dancing arengar we have reached the number of episodes equal to the first generation of pokemon we sure have we
0: it is I, i was telling uh i was telling lynn about this last night it is astonishing to me that two years ago almost Like, in June, it will be two years ago. We started this fucking show on a whim,
1: and now we're here. We have cleared the Pokemon threshold. The Pokemon Blue and Red threshold. (laughs) We've done it. Hooray. Hooray. (laughs) Ichigo is running through the area, and he's being observed by a mustachioed man, who is about to jump towards him, when instead he hears another set of pitter-pattering noises. It's Nell, who dives headfirst into Ichigo. He stands ready to catch her, but she activates her super speed. (laughs) (laughs) This bit was
0: incredibly good.
1: It's so good, because he's like, all right, I'm just going to fucking, I'm going to catch her and I'm going to put her down. And she's just like, don't think things are going to go your way. And the (laughs) eyes of her skull mask, like, start shining and she's like, activate super speed. (laughs) (laughs) She launches at him like a fucking torpedo.
0: It is incredible.
1: Yeah, and it's like, because she she jumps, and in midair she does this, so her momentum just completely changes. (laughs) It's fantastic, and he spends like two minutes just being like, oh god, (laughs) (laughs) why would you do this? (laughs) I
0: I, I particularly love Nell when she is causing problems like this.
1: It is very fun to watch. At this point, Ichigo asks her where the other desert bros are, and she's like, oh yeah, they're right behind- Oh god, oh no, oh no. <laughs> the worst situation possible has, has arrived. Uh, they don't get too much time to, uh, to panic, though, because at this point, Ichigo feels something. You're, and you're shouts, missing-
0: I'm sorry, I'm sorry for interrupting. You're missing the most important detail uh, of this interaction, which is that she initially- before realizing that she has left the Great Desert Bros behind, she says, Oh yeah, we left Baba Baba outside because he has to eat sand to live.
1: Yeah. He has to eat sand constantly. <laughs> it's not just that he eats sand to live, it's that he is constantly eating sand, and if he's not on sand, he's going to die. It is incredible. <laughs> yeah, at this point, Ichigo feels something and he shouts at whoever was hiding to reveal themselves. Whoever it is starts running on top of the arches in the hallway, and eventually just slips, like just misses his footing and falls down and crashes into a huge cloud of smoke, and then introduces himself with a cha 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 cha, and then he gets really really mad that Ichigo's reaction to the entrance is being so tired. Just bro, I'm. Of course I'm not excited or impressed. You tripped and fell on your ass. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Th- this is the point of the show,
0: where Ichigo looks directly at Kubo and r- just goes, Really? You just made another one of these
1: guys? <laughs> he introduces himself as Aronkar 103, Dordoni, and he begins to dance. <laughs> Ichigo figures he must be, like, super weak if he's got a number in the hundreds, but he can't manage to hit the dancing idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, the guy trips and hits the wall, causing debris to fall on Nell and Ichigo. Uh, he's trying to be cool, but the pair, you know, th- there's like a little extended segment of Nell pretending to be hurt, and Ichigo is like scolding her for it, and they're just completely ignoring him at this point. Uh, he starts fighting with Ichigo again, and then we cut to Tosen in like a control room where Gin also walks in to talk to him. And he's like, oh, Tosin, it's rude to be spying on people. <laughs> it's the control room, and these people are intruders. What are you, Gin? What are you talking about? We are villains. <laughs> uh, there is a note that Wonderwise uh, appears to have taken a liking to Tosin. Still hates Gin with passion, though, or at least as much passion as Wonderwise can show. Uh, the two captains just comment on, oh, wow. These guys are fucking idiots. They split up. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's fine. They're, they're going through the lair of the, the Tres Cifras, or three figures. Uh, the conversation is interlaced with scenes of Ichigo getting hurt, seeing his opponent kick through with Getsuga Tensho, and it's revealed that anyone with a number in the hundreds is someone who used to be in Espada, and they got stripped of their rank. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun it makes sense
0: it's kind of funny that they're just mentioning this now um like i guess it hasn't had a need to be relevant until this point but i do think it's funny that like tozen is like explaining this uh and then in the same time frame dordone is also kind of explaining this so it's just like okay sure they both need to know this information i guess
1: yeah, Dordoni just, like, repeats. Basically, like, we get the stripped-of-rank info, and then it's the commercial break, and then we get Dordoni talking on the on the commercial return of the same thing, he's just explaining it to Ichigo. We also see Uryu and Chad, like, you know, they each meet up with the fallen Espada, but we don't see the- we don't really see the Espada in question just yet. Ichigo's fight starts in earnest, and Dor- Dordoni is even faster than before. And Ichigo still can't get, get a hit in. Until eventually he's kicked through a wall and into another room. <laughs> which is great. Dordone's even like, Buddy, why am I fighting a baby? Use your bankai already. You suck. <laughs> and Ichigo's response is like, My guy, you're not even an espada. If I have to use my bankai on someone who's not an espada, I am well and truly fucked beyond measure. Like... If I have to use my Bankai against you, I'm not winning this thing. Period. Which, alright, sure. Yeah, like, I guess that makes sense,
0: but, like, it is very. It's very Ichigo. Very, very
1: Ichigo. Yeah. So Dordoni says, "Fine, suit yourself." I'm transforming. they fuck you. <laughs> and he unleashes his impacto, which mostly creates tornadoes and like two snakes of wind that he uses to supplement his flips and his kicks against Ichigo. Uh, there is a lot of like not great animation happening while he's flipping around in this in this episode. Yeah. It, is, it is not the best that Bleach fighting has has looked. I will I will just say this. Like it's passable. It's not terrible, but it's not great. <laughs> and But then, like, after a while, the, like, iron car flamenco music stops, and the <laughs> fucking bount art violins start playing. <laughs> Just in time for Dordoni to look at Ichigo and be like and mock him. And Nell's wondering if Ichigo's going to die, and it like zooms in on the on her mask and the eyes in her mask are beginning to light up again. It's just like, oh, this big moment, and I'm just like yelling at my screen, being like, Why the fuck are you playing the bount music? (laughs) What why (laughs) why
0: I I I do also have to give props to Dordoni's voice actor, like throughout this episode because he's got this really deep really like good voice and he he constantly is calling Ichigo like Nino um but uh whenever he's like annoyed or Ichigo isn't paying attention to them he raises into this screech that is just like it is very very funny to hear him like have that range and it, it's
1: just good i I like his voice actor a lot. It's really, really good. Every single time, he's like, Why the fuck are you listening to me? <laughs> you know, I'm stronger than I look, Nino. <laughs> and every it's time so he switches back and forth, I lose it. Um, it's a great character.
0: Yes. Uh, this is also probably the first time, in my opinion, that a resurrection has
1: just looked plain cool. Like, I really like the way his looks. Yeah. Uh, as far as the post credit scene goes... Gin is explain you know, he's starting to explain the prevarana espada again, the fallen spada. And then Dordoni shows up and he's being carried by like cables hooked to the ceiling, but they sound like buzzing flies. So as he's talking, it, like he's flying left and right across the screen with a little like
3: <laughs> which is just
1: really good. Uh, but basically, he's compa- he's complaining about getting expelled from the Espada, and he's like, "Oh, it's not because I was it's not because I was weak. It's because there was like some high level political mag- machinations." And Gin's like, oh, "Ah, no, he probably just thinks your facial hair is too intense. Chill out." <laughs> and then Dordoni's like, ninos just don't understand." <laughs> God,
0: Dordoni is the perfect character. I want a whole fucking side series about him. <laughs>
1: And gone. nothing for the manga except I want to share the panel of Nell and Ichigo just not paying attention to Dordoni when he makes his entrance because they are some of the fu- That is one of the funniest goddamn faces Ichigo has made in the entire goddamn manga. <laughs> Both of their faces incredible. Ten out of ten. Just very good. Why? Why am I here? <laughs> Why? Why couldn't this chucklefuck, like, show up to fight Udi or something? This, this Why am is, I stuck with him?
0: This is a, a panel of Ichigo's soul leaving his soul. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. It is incredibly good. But yeah, no, that that about caps it for this season. Uh, as said, these, these are just kind of two... Like episodes, like they're two regular ass episodes. Like it's just gonna come back next week, so it's not like any big season finale shit.
1: Correction, um, it's gonna come back in two weeks because uh, yes. next week is
0: a movie week. Next week is a movie week, and I have confirmed that Quinn is still on board. We, we are still having Quinn on as a guest, it's gonna be a good time. I have never seen this movie. Uh, we are watching The Diamond Dust Rebellion. Um, questions are still open for that, uh, and will be until we record next Sunday, uh, which I believe is the 24th. Uh, so if you have questions for the movie or anything regarding the season of Bleach or Bleach in general, just go ahead and shoot them our way at iwobleachcast at gmail.com. Before we do our sign-off, though, uh, I, I did a little digging last night, Sam, Uh, and I decided, uh, because I thought it might be interesting for us to cover at some point, I don't know, um, I decided to look into the Bleach books. Um, Oh god. Oh no. And I have found some things, um, so I'm gonna go through these in order, um, in order of release, uh and this is uh on the wiki in the novels and short stories section uh so the first one uh which released in 2004 uh is called Bleach Letters from the Other Side and it it is just a novelization of the earlier chapters of Bleach um it was apparently re- re-released in like 2009 nothing too interesting there um what interests me is that there is a sequel to this book uh, called Bleach the Honeydish Rhapsody, uh, and I, I call it a sequel because it has the same style of cover, and whereas Letters from the Other Side has a big one on it, this book has a big two. Now, you would expect this book to just be a novelization of, like, the Soul Society arc, right? Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> It is set during the week that Ichigo and his friends spend in Soul Society, following the defection of Aizen, and centers around Rukia's attempt to cook something for the recovering Biakia. Incredible, <laughs> fucking incredible! <laughs> That—that's all this book is about. Um, th- this one—a uh,
1: minor, I, I guess. Kind of spoiler- the, well, we we can't talk about the other ones because that's like all of the other ones are spoil like the description of them are spoiler shit for past where we were, we're at. This is true. This is it's, true. It's spoiler shit for shit that we're going to be covering in like a year and a half. Like <laughs> yes, yes, one hundred percent. Um, I I will say I, I'm going to give
0: not descriptions of what the books are. Um, but I will say one of them. The, is like a two-part novel uh titled spirits are forever with you and it is about don kanonji <laughs>
2: yes
0: <laughs> and i i i think i think we have to read this book sam i'm very very curious about this one <laughs> um the there's another one that's like a a short story that we can't talk about um the other one that I've always heard about that I am the most interested in covering, though, uh, and I won't go too deep into the description, um, like, I, I will give, like, the briefest thing I can um, that does not spoil anything, uh, but it is called Can't Fear Your Own World, uh, and it is three volumes, and it is about Shuhei uh, being drawn into a mystery uh, left behind by Tosin. And that sounds really interesting, actually. Um, I, I really want to read that one, and I, I hope it's good. The um, movies
1: also have novelizations.
0: They do all have novelizations, um, including the live-action movie.
1: Oh, excellent. <laughs>
0: um, but I, I did do the digging into that, and I, I was just... These books sound like a fucking trip. <laughs> 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 uh I I like we we can workshop it like off show, but uh I I do think I want to cover some of these books at least, because these sound like a good time.
1: Yeah. Maybe. Um, we'll see.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll see. Um alas, it is time for season seven to come to a close, and for a new era of Bleach Movie 2 <laughs> to come to fruition. You can find me on Twitter at lavender underscore pause, and you can find the show on Twitter at Bleachcast.
1: What was your favorite episode of the season? Oh fuck.
0: Shit, you're right. Fuck I I I missed the thing. I, I... Okay, hold on. I gotta fucking look at the episodes of this the season
1: to figure out. So, cause this season covers the Four episodes at the start, which is just the Hitsugaya, Ikaku, Yumichika, and Khan episodes. And then we get, like, the whole arc with um, uh, Grim Zhao's, like, team. Which, of course, leads directly into Orihime's, like, goodbye. And then that turns into immediately, like, the infiltration and all the stuff that we've seen with the car um, including the like the Ashido arc.
0: Mm, okay, wow, we really did start this season with Hitsugaya Karian and soccer ball, huh? What a good fucking episode! Good fucking episode. Uh, honestly, uh, it's I I. This might be controversial here because it's a filler episode. I think. Uh, but I think my favorite episode this season is actually Ikaku the Hot-Blooded Kendo Tale. Uh, I just had such a good fucking time that episode. Um, it was a blast. Uh, the different animation styles there, uh, really worked for me. Uh, I- I think it's that one. I think that was my favorite episode this season.
1: Yeah, I gotta agree. It's- <laughs> it's like the- it's such an easy winner compared to everything else that happened this season. Um, Like, cause none of the, like, Grimjiao versus Ichigo, the 11 second battle is okay, if the battle actually lasted 11 seconds. Yes. Like, that fight in the manga, absolutely fucking phenomenal. Um, That fight in the anime, uh, kind of goes on a little long. Uh, So yeah, I have to give it to Ikaku, the Hot Bullet Kendo Tale. Honorable mentions to Hitsugaya, Karen, and Soccer Ball, which also, just fantastic episode. Just... He- here's like a fully realized Shonen sports movie in twenty minutes. Here you go, boom. It, it's really, really good. I also really enjoyed the beautiful patissier
0: Yumichka. Good, good episodes. Good filler episodes. Conus uh, deceived. You can. Eh. I, don't, I don't need it. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's not that like the season of Leech was bad because I don't think it was. I just think it wasn't like because of how much uh they've been stretching it out and how much they've you know not done with the manga uh they it, it just ended up being a little weaker than like the the tightly compacted you know one-off filler episodes that were really fun um, yeah the
1: the actual like plot episodes were thoroughly mid most yes. of the season was thoroughly mid 100% 100% the Ashido uh, arc, the Ashido filler arc, also thoroughly mid, compared to the fil- the filler episodes that we got at the start of the season. 100%. Like, it, it could have been really good, but it just, it did not get
0: there. And, like, that's okay. Like, that happens. Um, But it was incredibly mid, as you say. Um, As the kids are saying these days, I say it with you being older than me. <laughs> but
1: It's ala. my Jesus year.
0: Uh, alas I already did my sign off I already did my shit but uh, yeah show bleach cast me lavender lavender underscore pause
1: and you can find me at ssbslj
0: and for the last time this season and until next time have a good week
1: stay cool chads we will come back here alive (laughs) I hope so (laughs) I fucking hope so.